When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Jeff Passan will join us in less than 60 seconds. But, Linz, what do you got here real quick? Well, guys, the wait will continue for MLB's home run king. After falling short in 10 years on the writer's ballot, Barry Bonds was not voted into the Hall of Fame by the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee, which met over the weekend for the vote. The group, which consists of former players, MLB executives, and members of the media, did elect one new member, Fred McGriff. Roger Clemens was also rejected, as he and Bond's accomplishments are, of course, tainted with the steroid accusations. So the next time that Bond's and Clemens could be considered would be by a contemporary committee for the 2026 Hall of Fame class. So that's what you need to know. Thank you, Lindsay. And again, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from where we are. Cappy, look, you've heard my position on this. We'll ask Jeff Passan, ESPN MLB insider, who will join us in a second amongst many things that we'll have a conversation with him about as he is at the winter meetings in San Diego. I I will say this, uh, Passan, I don't know about you, but when Fred McGriff went in, the crime dog, the immediate thought in my head was, Shout out to Tom Amansky. Oh, big time. Tom Amansky's the man. You know, I, I think my Tom Amansky love was spoiled when I believe on his last sports center, Kenny Mayne interviewed Fred McGriff. And I'm pretty sure Fred McGriff said, I've never watched the Tom Amansky instructional <laughs> oh, baseball videos before. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know ruinous i'm telling you i'm just breaking people's hearts today i, mean, I know but i remember it so clearly like he was reading the first part of it he was like hello i am fred mcgriff and it was like can't you just like chill like yo what's up i'm fred mcgriff like he was reading the script from the very beginning yeah. i love the tom amansky commercials yeah yeah you know what george not everybody can be as personable as you oh well that is fair and true um now let me ask you this question <laughs> <laughs> By the oh, way, don't we good. all know? Don't we all know that to be the truth? It, it is good to hear your voice again. It has been too long. Uh, I know you're a busy man, so uh, we will try to keep this as brief as possible. But thank you again for the time. So uh, let's start with something that is uh, a happy thing for people here in Southern California, where we are. Uh, Clayton Kershaw uh, signs a one-year deal, twenty million dollars. I feel like that's fair. I think Madison Bumgarner, you would know, got eighteen, if I recall correctly, yeah. per year. So how how did you feel about the Kershaw deal? Oh, I don't think it's fair. I think it's positively cheap compared to what the rest of the baseball rates are these days. Clayton Kershaw put up, what, like a low two ERA last year? Um, uh, you know, guys who were doing that are getting 35, 40 plus million dollars a year right now. I think, honestly, despite the fact that Clayton Kershaw's health is a question mark and will continue to be a question mark, getting a guy of his caliber for $20 million is an absolute coup and you know i the dodgers are lucky they're lucky that uh they have somebody in clayton kershaw who a wants to be with the organization he's been with his entire career and b doesn't look at baseball like it's some sort of money grab uh and and like he's going to try and extract every last dollar and i'm not going to sit here and suggest that that is the way that all players should go about things like i understand why guys want to get paid but clayton kershaw has made a lot of money and done a lot of good with his money and 
uh, it would just feel weird to see him in any other uniform than the Dodgers. Jeff, is that how you would characterize Verlander going to the Mets? Um, I don't know for a fact whether it was biggest dollars, but I'd have to assume it was in the neighborhood. Um, the, you know, the Dodgers were in on Justin Verlander, but I do not believe they were into the tune of $43.3 million a year. And I, I listen, I, 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 I'm telling you, I don't begrudge anybody for taking less money, just as I do not begrudge anybody for going and taking more money. You know, athletes, we we want to sit here and Monday morning quarterback their their financial decisions. We we don't know anything, and we don't know where they are in their lives, what they're comfortable with, what they want, what they desire. We know none of these things. So to suggest that Justin Verlander is any less virtuous than Clayton Kershaw for prioritizing a high salary, I think is is a foolish thing to do. He went where he thought he would be happiest, and whatever makes a person happy, I'm not going to be sit here and try and judge that. Jeff Passan, ESPN MLB Insider, is in San Diego for the MLB Winter Meetings. George Sedano, Scott Kaplan with you here. Uh, all right, so I'm going to steal this from Bill Shaken of the LA Times, which I thought was a pretty hilarious tweet when it came to the Dodgers. How to get rich, play shortstop for the Dodgers. Manny Machado in 2019 got $300 million. Yeah. Corey Seager, yeah. 325 last year, and now Trey Turner, $300 million. Um, A, what did you make of Trey Turner's decision? And B, what do the Dodgers need to do at shortstop now, in your opinion? Uh, I think Trey Turner's decision was great because he got $300 million. He wanted $300 million. He ended up on a team that won the National League Senate last year and a team that honestly probably made the most sense for him. Um, in, in terms of the Dodgers, though, they're in a very interesting position because they can go and do pretty much whatever they want financially. Like They're in as good of a non-New York Yankees financial position as any team out there and yet because of where they have been financially over the last two seasons the, their cbt payrolls were 286 and 302 million dollars um i mean those are enormous numbers and uh, numbers that get you the third time penalty which is as high of a penalty as you can get for going over the threshold and while I'm not sure if the Dodgers are going to end up under the $233 million threshold, they shed a whole lot of money this offseason. And I, I don't think they're being aggressive in the shortstop market. I could see them going out and getting a shortstop if the prices you know, fall on guys. But don't think it's fallen on Carlos Correa. Don't think it's fallen on Xander Bogarts. Don't think it's fallen on Dansby Swanson. Mm. And so if that is the case, uh, I think we're going to see Evan Lux at shortstop next year for the Dodgers, wow. and that and and that is something that I I think is probably going to anger a lot of Dodgers fans. And I, I suppose the only retort that I have for that uh, is Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, Will Smith, Max Muncie, Chris Taylor. Uh, this is still a really good baseball team, and it may not be you know a hundred eleven win baseball team, but. What are 111 wins get them in October? Not a whole lot. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think about all these teams in the East, you know, the Mets and the way they're spending money, the Phillies and what they just got from the Dodgers. I mean, we have to at least throw the Braves in here also, obviously, right? I, I, I wonder if the power that we all perceive the Dodgers have is really now in those three teams in the East. Has the power shifted to the, to the Eastern side of the country? What do you think? 
I'm not going to say the power shifted until the Dodgers come out and don't win the division or until they're proven to be far more fallible. And the, the Dodgers have put themselves in, uh, and I say this tongue in cheek, in an unenviable position. They've been so good uh, that anything short of that is going to feel almost like a letdown. Uh, but I, I think we need to look at the Phillies and understand the way that baseball works. You can win 87 games and win the pennant going away. They, you know, they beat the Padres in five games. They swept the Cardinals in the division series. Like they, they, they were dominant this postseason. This was a regular season team that frankly wasn't all that good. And so I, if the Dodgers have an eye, not, not their eyes, not plural. If they have an eye on the 2023-2024 offseason in which Shohei Otani is a free agent and they're not going out and spending this winter because they feel like that, uh, you know, doing so would put them in a disadvantageous position next winter. Like, every listen, as much as we hate it as sports fans, guys, every team's got a budget. And yes, the Dodgers' budget should be higher than just about everyone else in baseball. But I don't necessarily think that pulling back from a $300 million payroll is the sort of thing that deserves derision. Like, the Dodgers have spent like no other team has spent. And uh, if they don't spend that same way for one year, uh, I, I can't sit here and begrudge them that now because I need to see over the next few years what that leads to, right? This is, it's very easy to get caught up in one-year spending and say, you know, this team's going all in or this team is pulling back and it's a problematic thing. Uh, ask me in 2026. Like, that may sound like a cop-out, but it's just the reality of baseball finance. Like, this is not a one-year-at-a-time thing, even if some teams occasionally do treat it that way. Uh, this is something that needs to be assessed over multiple years. Jeff Passini, ESPN MLB insider, joining us here on the show. All right, who's really in on Aaron Judge? Like, if you had to narrow it down to a group of teams, like, who do you think actually has a shot here? Uh, I mean, I think the Yankees, uh, until I hear otherwise, are the favorite. Um, I think the San Francisco Giants are real players, and uh, then it's a bunch of teams that uh, may just sit back and say, well, if the market is going to be as wild as it is, and if lesser players than Aaron Judge are going to be getting these obscene dollars, maybe we should be in there. Maybe there's actual value in a you know $40 million a year guy over a long-term contract, but uh, it, I, I don't think it's ever too late in the game for a team to jump in, but they got a lot of clawing to do to get to where the Yankees and the Giants are right now. So I think those are the two favorites at this point. But, uh, you know, your only favorite uh, as long as somebody else isn't making an offer. Hey, Jeff, last thing for me. Um, what are you doing during the winter meetings? Like, I always see these things on Sports <laughs> Center, and I think to myself, do I ever want to go to a winter meeting? And I'm not too yeah, far no. away. Should we be and, hanging no. out yeah, at the right, lobby and yeah, drinking with right, you, or what's right. going on there? Yeah, Clinton Yates sent me a text today. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm down here for the winter meetings. Yeah. I'm like, so you wait, tell us. What's wait, going on? Yeah, paint the scene. Are you in, like, Kirkchen, like, doing shots of tequila? Like, what's going on there? Uh, Kirchin's not here actually, oh, but, uh, I would, I would love to do shots of tequila with Tim Kirchin. As long as it's good tequila though, 
Like I don't uh, drinking bad tequila is just a generally bad idea. Yeah, it doesn't end up well the next morning, and if it doesn't end up well the next morning, you swear off tequila for years, and then someone introduces you to good tequila, and you're like, no, but I don't like tequila, and then you try it, and you're like, oh, but I do like tequila. So no, we're we're not doing shots of tequila here. I actually didn't have a drink last night. I went to the bar at about twelve fifteen. And and was very excited to get a bourbon, and the bar was closed. Oh. And let me tell you, uh, with the number of people who are at this hotel right now, and the number of drinks that each wants to consume, shutting down a bar <laughs> at 12 o'clock at a winter meetings is the worst business decision I've seen. Uh, I was going to try and come up with something clever. It's just a terrible business decision yeah. to make. And yeah. I... I urge, urge this hotel to keep the bar open later. Yeah, seriously, Kaplan, you, you're a San Diego guy. Can you help passing out here? I understand this problem, though, Jeff. This is not a San Diego issue or that hotel issue. It, it is an issue that happens at hotels all over the place. I had this exact same conversation with the bar manager at a hotel this is a few months ago. I'm like, bro, there's a music festival in your town. There's people that are staying in your hotel. How can you close the hotel bar at 11 o'clock at night? And his answer was, liability i'm like liability my ass man yeah. open the freaking bar and start serving drinks pal well, well maybe he looked at your ass and said that's the liability well perhaps yeah. i mean i don't really have much of an ass <laughs> if i'm being honest i mean it's just i don't really have that much uh, that's just, that's just nice. we're, we're gonna help you you know what winter meetings need to be like in la or vegas or miami every year then you can get drinks pretty late pretty late in those cities so uh, I look forward to it, and and please make it happen. I know you've got the power, Sonato. Oh, he got the juice, all right. <laughs> I've got juice, yeah, plenty of that. Um, so anyway, at least in my own mind, passing. Right, exactly. It was great to hear your voice. Uh, hopefully, we will do this again soon. Hopefully, you get yourself some Woodford Reserve or Booker's or whatever bourbon you want to drink. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, my pleasure, boys. Good talking. See ya later. There he is, Jeff Passing, with us here. Kaplan, what is wrong with your city? Well, I don't know if it's a city thing. I think it's a hotel problem. Yeah, you know? Laura thinks uh, it's a city thing. Does she? Yeah, it's so much. Really? Mm. We'll discuss further on the other side. Plus, the playoff picture, it's still just barely open for a couple of teams that people here love. And then it's wide open for a f- another team or two that people here definitely love. We'll get to the playoff picture in the NFL next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Ivan Munoz, put that man on the line, Laura. Ivan Munoz, congratulations, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. You win Rams Broncos tickets on Christmas Day. And here's the deal. You get a shot at a million bucks. All you got to do is you got to nail the two Super Bowl teams and the exact score in the Super Bowl. If you do that, we're going to be knocking at your door with a case full of cash. So tell me that prediction. All right. I'm going to go Dolphins and... Dolphins and um, Eagles. Dolphins, Eagles. All right, now what's the score in that game? Dolphins, 34. Eagles, 47. Okay, hold on, hold on. So Eagles are going to win the game? Yeah. Okay, (laughs) Eagles, 47. Dolphins, 34. Is that what you said? Yeah. My man. All right, so Eagles, 47. Dolphins, 34. High-scoring game in the Super Bowl. That would be a hell of a Super I'm Bowl. I'm taking the over. I'm taking yeah, the take over right the over now. on that one. All right. So, over Ivan, hopefully that happens. If that if the Eagles beat the Dolphins 47-34, to 34, we are knocking at your door with a million bucks. Okay, pal? Sounds good. All right. We're going to put you You got it, man. Thank you for listening, and we're going to put you on hold, and they'll take care of you. Enjoy the tickets. So, Cappy, that's uh, the Eagles are gaining momentum in these Million Dollar Monday picks for sure. Well, I mean, if you remember the first four or five weeks of the season, everybody was calling in. They were taking in, they were taking the Rams. Yeah. And um, I don't think anybody's taking the Rams now. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and there was remember the time when somebody asked us, George, um, who's going to have more wins after 17 games, the Lakers or the Rams? Yeah. Uh, Lakers win. Yeah. I mean, the Rams may not win another game this season. I mean, like legit. They may not win another game this season because the Rams are playing the Raiders this Thursday night. Maybe that game? Uh, maybe. I mean, but I, I got to say, the Raiders are on a roll right now. They've won three straight. Then they got to go to Green Bay. Maybe against the Broncos, who are terrible. Oh, maybe against the Chargers? Maybe they beat the Chargers, George. Maybe the Rams actually do win a game before the season ends. Maybe you they love, beat the Chargers. You pick everybody against the Chargers, though. That's not necessarily an uh, objective opinion. No, it's not. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Then they finish the season at Seattle. They're going to have a hard time winning another game this year. Yeah. Uh, so, anywho... Congratulations to Ivan Munoz. Hopefully he wins the the million bucks. I mean, look, if it's Eagles 47, Dolphins 34, I mean, that's a hell of a game. Tell you this, though, after what I saw out of the Dolphins yesterday to get beat in San Francisco, look, it's cross-country, it's a long trip, I get it all. And the Niners are the best roster in the sport, I think. Well, they definitely have one of the top defenses and pass rushes and things but what you don't think they have the best some of the best skill position players too oh there's no doubt i mean debo's a great receiver and christian mccaffrey's been a great addition to this team there's no doubt but when you lose your starting quarterback early in the season who you think is going to be a new dual threat type of guy and then jimmy g is going to save you but then now here he is this week gets hurt and is gone for the season and you're off to your third string quarterback who was the last guy drafted. I mean, this is supposed to be Mr. Irrelevant here, yeah. this guy. All right, so you know what? I'm in Tell before me. Brock Purdy becomes the next Tom Brady. How about that? I'm going to make that – I'm going to stake that claim before anyone else does. I own that take if, if it ever happens. Okay, now if it doesn't ever happen – Then it doesn't we... matter, just like everything else. Skip Bayless and uh, my buddy Nick Wright and Colin Cowherd and everybody – and, you know, all our guys here at ESPN who are uh, opinionists all mm-hmm. say. None of that – no one ever remembers the stuff they get wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. I know, but like you remember the stuff I get wrong. Yeah, like but all that's the time. yeah, for sure. But so, so should but I? But this is hold like on to this one. No, this is because, a crazy take. I right mean, here. it's just like you know, I'm in first. I'm just, I'm just. It's like when you call shotgun in a car. Oh, okay, I got you. So, yeah. so you think this Purdy guy is going to be the uh, the? the I next think Tom he's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, 
I wonder if the Niners, just on a side <laughs> note, decide to go out and find anybody no, that's available. I, I don't think I don't think Baker Mayfield is better than Brock Purdy at this stage. Baker Mayfield couldn't do anything. Oh, I'm not saying that you bring Baker Mayfield in to start for you. I'm just saying that you need you need, well, a need a backup. Well, I think they signed Josh Johnson, didn't they? Josh Johnson's amazing. I love Josh. Johnson. I love his story. Yeah. Do you know that Josh Johnson played college football and his head football coach was Jim Harbaugh long before Jim yeah, Harbaugh is who he was, right? Yeah. Long before Jim Harbaugh was at Stanford or with the Niners or obviously now with Michigan, when Jim Harbaugh was doing what Deion Sanders did at Jackson State, mm -hmm. Josh Johnson was his quarterback. Yeah. This guy's they had like a 14, 15-year career yeah. as a backup quarterback. Yep, I love him. Get paid, man. Good job. Yeah, I love the dude. I'm excited. This is his second or third stint with the Niners, too. Yeah, but whatever. Who cares, man? Hey, listen, get get paid however you can, man. Make money. What you wow. say, huh? But I, but I guess my point is, though, is that the, the listener, Ivan, was his name, right? Yeah, Ivan Munoz. He picked the Dolphins and the uh, and the Eagles. After what I saw to the Dolphins this past weekend, as much as I was kind of on their bandwagon, I, I don't really think that they're a Super Bowl team yet this year. No, I don't either, but it's just one game. I mean, Tua had a bad game. He'd had a bunch of great games in a row. He's been one of the best, most efficient quarterbacks in the league this year. He's really accurate. And the Niners are what the Dolphins want to be eventually. So, like, I think that's kind of a also a bad matchup for them. But I, I don't know if I'm going to put Miami right now. If you said to me, okay, look, who are no, the best No, I think in the that AFC? Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, right. in that order, even though Kansas, even though I think since, obviously Cincinnati has had the best of, of Kansas City, and the, you know, they've won, beat them three times in a row. Nobody's done that to uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid. So, you know, Cincinnati, Styles Make Fights, has done pretty well for themselves. But um, those are the three at the top. But then after that, the Dolphins are right there. Well, yeah, the Dolphins are in that conversation with the Baltimore Ravens, although now the Ravens have an issue because they don't yeah. know what the deal is going to be with Lamar. Um, They're in the second tier of AFC teams, which is pretty damn good. Right. Miami, I'd say Tennessee, Baltimore. I think, the, I think they're better than Tennessee and Baltimore this year. It might be. Yeah. It might be. We'll see. I, I mean, listen, they beat Baltimore, and they'll play Tennessee, I believe. So you're, you're going to go to the game on Sunday, Chargers and Dolphins. And you say you don't have a Tua jersey. I'm not a jersey guy either, but... No. How about like a T-shirt or a, a ball cap, something that represents the Miami Dolphins? No, gonna, no, you're no, gonna no. I'm wear good. Charger gear, are you? I'm good. No, I'm not gonna wear Charger gear either. I'm good. I'm just gonna go in like a T-shirt and jeans, and I'll be fine. That's nice. And maybe like a jacket because it might be cold. You never know. ESPN. Are you putting that Monday Night Football on? Yeah, I'm, putting the, I'm going back yeah. to the Monday Night Football game yeah. now. Um, yeah. By the way, why? Okay, so Laura says your city closes too early, much earlier than even LA, which closes kind of early in retrospect when you think about it. One thirty last call, which is really in some places like one fifteen. Yep. Um, but San Diego booty, booty, according to Laura. Except gas lamp. Well, listen, I'll tell you, man, um, Jeff Passon's right. For those of you that are just getting here, he was talking about how he got to the bar last night at twelve thirty. Now you're in the the main hotel where these baseball winter meetings are going on. Yeah. You got general managers, you got media types, you got people that want to drink at the bar, and at 12.30 the bar is closed. Um, to me, I'm with Jeff. It's a really bad business decision. But I was telling the same story. I was in, um, oh, God, I was in Orange County in San Juan Capistrano, staying at a very nice hotel right by the Mission, for those who know where I'm talking about, right off Camino Capistrano. Mm -hmm. And um, th this was the Ohana Festival. And so people were going from the festival back to the hotel. It's like 1030 at night, 11 o'clock at night, and they're closing the bar. And we're like, guys, what are you doing? They're like, sorry, we, uh, you know, bartender's leaving and, you know, the shift is ending. And I'm like, but wait, didn't somebody in management say there's a big festival? The hotel is packed this weekend. We want to make lots more money. So we're going to keep the bar open.
And one of the guys was like, well, you know, it's a, it's a corporate hotel. And I'm like, so what are you saying? Like, if it was a privately owned hotel, the owner would be like, no, we're staying open. Do you want me to call my friend owned. who's a hotel GM in, in, in Lexington, not in San Diego, and see what he would do like during like Keeneland? Uh, and the, like well, they just had the Breeders' Cup there, right? You want me to ask him what he would do? Sure. If you feel like uh, like he would provide a uh, qualified opinion. I mean, I could just a- text him. It's just easier. I don't have to call him. But it's probably yeah, I mean, late, just- too. It's also like 930 where he lives. I mean, he why, the he- why the heck would you not be open yeah. when you have the baseball I agree. meetings? I agree. You know, when my brother got married and they had like the after party at the hotel that everyone was staying in, they closed at like midnight. And there was a, a whole entire lobby filled with people or whatever, you know, like the entertaining area yeah. mm-hmm. with the bar filled with at least 50 people, if not close to 100. Yeah, and they closed the drink. bar. Yeah. 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 By the way, your boy Tom Brady's done, bro. He's so toast this year. Like it's been it's been the whole year. And now it's just like it's bad. Like it's it's still bad. Well, that interception that he just threw. You're like, Tom, you really didn't see that linebacker standing right there? It's he's 45 at some point. It had to end. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, man, it, it, you talk about going off a cliff quickly. I mean, but that's how it happens to great, like, players for the most part. It literally is off a cliff. It doesn't go, like, gradually. It, like, just, like, it's gone. But I wonder if his Tom Brady and the decline we're watching, if that's purely his age or if there's so much more to the story. Well, there's probably all of it, but, I mean, the age definitely factors in. Maybe uh, Giselle had all the kale pajamas he used to wear and that, you know, helped rejuvenate him or whatever. I don't know. Maybe there's just so much weighing on him right now. Just just can't really focus. Yeah. God, I hope he's done this year. All right. Time to let it go because we have to go to Big Deal or No Deal next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, guys, so... Legendary boxer Floyd Mayweather Mm -hmm. has made a lot of money in his career. Yeah. And now, apparently, he is willing to spend it on an NBA team. I saw that. Yes. Well, recently, Floyd Mayweather spoke about it at a public event, and here's what he said about making an offer. I've been working on buying an NBA team outright for a while now. You know, it's kind of, it's rough. Vegas? Um, it could be the Vegas franchise, it could be the Seattle franchise, yeah. or I could be buying a franchise that's already up and running. The first offer, we offered them a little bit over $2 billion for majority ownership. Um, do I have it? Absolutely, I have it. But Clap it up for that. <laughs> so is what uh, Floyd Mayweather said a big deal or no deal, Sedano? 
Um, I mean, it's a big deal, I guess, because he's Floyd Mayweather. But I, I mean, first of all, I don't think two billion is enough to buy an NBA team in 2022. I mean, he could be part of a group at two billion dollars because there's he's probably going to need at least another billion or two to get in the game. I think at this point, if he wants the expansion franchise in Vegas, which he also would probably have to fight um, the group that uh, the Red Sox ownership group that owns Liverpool, that LeBron's a part of too. Um, so he's going to have to fight that group too. And my guess is if the NBA is going to lean in a direction for Vegas, it's going to be LeBron and the Red Sox Liverpool group. But you say he's going to have to fight LeBron for it. I mean, not literally fight. Okay, because if in a literal fight, I mean, I, just think, I, I still think I might take Floyd May- Mayweather. To oh, beat I would take LeBron. Floyd in a real fight. He's a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't. The one thing he said in there was we offered two billion for majority control. Majority so, control, he might be able to get right. You don't, you, you know. Look, if an NBA basketball team were going to be, you know, bought for th- or the transaction was three billion dollars, you don't have to have what Steve Ballmer had, where you show up with a, you know, a suitcase full of cash. Which, by the way, that was like an ATM transaction for him. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to go like that, you know. But Floyd wants control. See, yeah, that's the that's really the key here. Yeah, is that if Floyd is going to be an NBA owner, you know, he's going to need control. He can't just be like the passive you know, sits on the board kind of owner. He's going to be the, I have to make the decisions, I'm in control, Mark Cuban kind of owner. Right. Which, by the way, would make things so entertaining. I'm all in on this. Okay. Next, Linz. All right, so Art Basil has kicked off. Basil, sorry, my bad. Has kicked off in Miami this week. Of course, Sedano would know how to pronounce it because he's from Miami and uh, he probably has experienced this awesome art happening before. So it's known for its interactive art experiences. One exhibit that has gone viral also has art lovers scratching their heads. It's called the ATM Leaderboard, which is an ATM that displays the account balance of the people who use it on a leaderboard in front of everybody to see at the show. The ATM will also take a photo of the person that's using it, entering their card at the time, and it dis- it's displayed next to their account balance on the big giant screen. I feel like this is kind of a big deal, so would you guys be okay with using the ATM that shows your photo along with your bank account balance on it for everybody around you to see? No, I would not be. Um, that's a big deal, but I would not want that to be the case. I am First of all, I, I don't even like, like... I know we were joking about the whole... Uh, Oprah thing earlier during crosstalk. Yeah, I I don't I'm not I don't like doing that. Like I'm not big on just like posting everything about my life, let alone if my bank account was on a big board. My answer would be no just cuz I'm embarrassed about what's in my bank account or really more what's not in my bank account, but what's the art in that? I mean, it's like I said, it's like the whole point of it is like um different interactive weird unique experiences so i mean cappy at the end of the day like you could call literally anything art and it's kind of like a i don't know george how, what's the best way to explain it it's like a, a technology exhibit like type of art stuff it's just like weird off the wall stuff that you wouldn't normally see you know in an art museum filled with like paintings and sculptures yeah. a friend of mine called me the other day he was on his way down there and he's like yeah we're going down to art basil is that how it's pronounced george art basil, basil yep basil and he's like, you know, the, the art show in Miami, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, of course I do. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? I have no idea what he's talking really? about. Really? Yeah, I don't know it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know the art, Basil. Hmm. Not really into art. Hmm. Kind of a... I, I think I've told you this story before. A buddy of mine bought this ridiculous piece of art. He told, And he stood me in front of me. He goes, look at this thing. He goes, you got to see this. So I looked at it and he goes, well, what do you think? And I go, it's all right. It's nothing major. 
He's like, you know how much I paid for that? I'm like, no, I have no idea. He told me how much. I'm like, come on. You paid that for this? How much was it? At the time, a million dollars. How long ago was this? Probably 10 years ago. It's now worth like four or five million. Mm-hmm. Art's wow. a good investment. Yeah, it is. See, but you see, I don't have the, the um, eye. eye. You yeah. know, not at all. Yeah. You know, there's a great documentary about uh, all these stolen paintings or fake paintings from a very famous artist, I forget his name, back in like the 70s and 80s. And these dudes were just like making these fake paintings of his in their freaking garage in like the middle of nowhere and selling them for hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, Nice. I'm always fascinated by people who have these criminal schemes and get away with them, or at least for a while they get away with them. But like who comes up with these ideas? Scammers. Con men, you know? They Mm -hmm. always get caught. Almost always. Mm. Anyway. Last one here. So Joe Rogan apparently wants The Rock, of all people, to come clean about his supposed steroid use after this whole Liver King scandal. So you guys <laughs> mentioned the Liver King thing, and last week this dude admitted to using steroids in an apology video after he was exposed by a YouTuber. Does well, everybody follow the Liver King, just to be clear? I have no idea what the hell this okay, is. The okay, liver I, was, King, I was wondering. Kevin, you, you want to explain it real quick? So George, the Liver King is this guy... He's he looks like when we were kids, the wrestling dolls you would get in the in the stores, like yeah. in the toy stores. He's got every muscle, like the chest, every ab. His arms are all swollen and vascular, his neck. And he's constantly working out and he's eating mostly like raw meat. And he loves testicles. This guy, he loves to eat animal testicles. And what he does is he does these videos on Instagram. He's like. This is what the liver king is having for dinner. The liver queen is eating this. Liver boys, and he's got these two sons. And I don't know who he is or what he did to make money, but apparently he's made a lot of money, and he lives on this giant like, ranch in Texas. He's just like a social media influencer. Basically, he got famous for like saying that all he was all natural and all he ate was like liver and gross stuff. Okay. And then at the end of every video, he says, liver king out. Yeah. <laughs> liver king out. Okay, so anyway... He got ex- he claimed to be all natural. This his his amazing physique of his all natural, all because of his crazy clean diet. Blah blah blah. And over the weekend, after he this guy was exposed and apologized for it, Joe Rogan, who has been calling this guy out for months, saying, "Okay, this guy is not all natural." Whatever. He reacted to the apology video, and at the end of it, he said, "You know who else needs to come clean is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He needs to admit that he's taking steroids and hormone replacement therapy." So, do you guys think that it's a big deal or no deal that Joe Rogan is calling out the Rock, one of the most, if not the most, famous guy in the country for using steroids? Cappy, you well, go why, first. Why do we care? Number one, that, that he took steroids why, or not? Well, that's why I'm asking: Is it a big deal or no deal? So I guess it's kind of a big deal just for this reason. You have Rogan, who's got this monster platform, and he reaches millions and millions of people, and he's choosing to go after The Rock, who, to your point, Lindsay, might be the most famous movie star, maybe one of the most famous people in America. Beloved, too, nonetheless. Right, but just because he's beloved, look, does everybody here think that Dwayne Johnson is 100% all natural? Or well, do you think that maybe just because you look at the way he's built and you look at his age and you look at the number of years that he's been built this way and you look at his body the way it's changed over the years, look, it takes tremendous discipline. you got to have the right diet. you got to have the right training, et cetera, et cetera. But there are ways to enhance things. I mean, Sylvester Stallone did it. Big deal. Yeah, I, I don't care. Did Joe? I, I think Joe Rogan did steroids too. He, well, I no, think, he's yeah, way he's, bigger than I he don't used think. To. Yeah, I he think that's that probably pretty much out there. Yeah. yeah, he said that he does. Okay, then what do we care though? 
I yeah, think, like why his, do we care? I think his point we is assume. just. Oh, uh, this is. I think his point is that like you know he's this beloved figure and he does. He's so this what? Disney guy and he does all the stuff and he needs to tell people because from what I know, like I follow The Rock closely and I've never seen The Rock like Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California and was a Mr. Olympia and was an actor that you know just like The Rock and nobody cared if he did it or didn't. You know, right, like we just all assumed he did. Right? Who cares? Right? And I think most people assume that The Rock does, but just because this he's is, never come out and said it. This is one of those it, reasons I I dislike the Joe Rogan I, show. I agree with because you. Because all he, he does this literally just to get us to talk about him, which is already annoying me to, because we're talking about him. Because there's no reason to care why The Rock, if The Rock did or didn't do steroids. I well, don't care. To put two and two together to say, well, the Liver King was shamed. He was steroid shamed. So when is The Rock going to come out? Hey, Joe, um, listen, for, I, I, I admire how Joe Rogan has built his business. So that's first and foremost. But I just assume that Dwayne Johnson's 50-something years old, and he's leaner now than he's ever been in his life based on all the videos I see. So just knowing a little bit, just a tiny little bit about training and steroids, and everything, I mean, I just kind of assume it, but I don't really need Dwayne Johnson to tell me that. Yeah, I don't. Right. And, and do you actually care? I don't really care. Like, yeah. I mean, if you if you I told me care. he was on it, I'd be like, yeah, and okay, right, exactly, Cappy. I don't care. I mean, I love The Rock. I I I used to love Joe Rogan and listen to his show a lot, but over the past two years, he's gotten way too political for me. I, I've I don't never get mixed I, up. Honestly, in it. I I mean, even going back to when he did news radio, you know what I mean? Like the TV show. Like I've just never I've never gotten it. Like whatever it is, I don't get it. You know what I mean? There's certain interviews with him that I found to be. He's had friends of mine on the show, and I still don't listen because I don't get it. Well, wait a second, though. I just have one question for you, Lindsay. If you found out tomorrow that Dwayne Johnson admitted, like the Liver King did, or Joe Rogan, I guess, that he was that he was taking something beyond just you know good food and I'm pretty sure that that's like a foregone conclusion. Right, but is that going to change your your no? Love for and the that's rock? why I asked you guys this because I feel like it's a weird thing to call a guy out for, and I didn't know if it's like, am I wrong in thinking like. Okay, he's making a big deal out of something that really isn't that big of a deal. Right. And I mean, I guess it's all because, like, you know, the wrestlers in WWE, they're supposed to say that these guys don't do steroids, but they all do. Dude, they were there was a huge, like, uh, like story for years, like a scandal right, about but, the but steroids But then they, then they introduced, then. like, the WWE wellness policy, and they claim that they test them every month and who blah, cares? blah, blah. Like, honestly, who cares? Joe Rogan on the non-oxygen list from now on. Thank you. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to get really, the chancla now. Yeah, he, I, I don't really have a no oxygen list. Yeah, he's on. Him and the Kardashians. And who else did we add the other day, Laura? I mean, Kanye's on there. Oh, yeah, he's on there too. Yeah. See, if I had one, Kanye would be at the there top you go. of my you list. There you go. Why don't you do it? Put him on your no oxygen list. I don't like the no oxygen list. I'm one of these people that doesn't block anybody. I don't really like. Okay. Well, just, Laura's about to block us if we don't go to break. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. That's Big Deer No Deal. Cappy, you and I on a Monday, we're going to pack a whole week's worth of shows. <laughs> into one day because, uh, well, you know, we only have one show this week. So we're going to do our picks against the spread on a Monday <laughs> with no information on injuries and see what the hell happens. You ready? Let's do, do it. it. Next. That's funny because Chris recorded this hours ago and used the song we started the show with. Mm-hmm. Look how Guess that worked back. Guess who's how back. AD's Guess who's back. back. AD's back. AD's back. AD's back. AD's back. Full circle. AD's back. Bam. Bap, bap, bap. Go, Cappy. Well, you know who was back before AD, though? Who? Me. You know how? What? When Casper Villa recorded this exact same song for Cappy's back when I re-entered the circle of trust. That is fair. It's a fair point. Shout out to Casper. Yeah, Casper Villa. And shout out to the circle. Yeah, look at you coming full circle with the circle. Mm -hmm. How about that?
No more oval, huh? I was on the uh, the oval of mistrust. Distrust. D- distrust, I believe distrust. you said. Yeah. Distrust, not yeah. mistrust, right? Yeah. yeah. And now, back in the circle of trust. Yeah. How about that? How's Boney doing, man? Rough weekend for uh, USC. You know, I did talk to him over the weekend, and uh, typical of Mike Bone, the athletic director at USC, always puts a positive spin on everything, which I love. Yeah. He's like Pitbull. He makes a negative into a positive. Yeah. You know, I said, hey, man, you know, it was a rough game. Sorry, blah, 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 you know. And he's like, hey, on to the Heisman Trophy. There you go. Where Caleb will win. He's one of the candidates. Uh, him, Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, and uh, who am I missing? Oh, uh, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. How do you like the fact that my daughter's school, Tulane, which hasn't been good in football won in about a 35 years, yeah. won their conference championship and finds themselves playing against USC in the Cotton Bowl? Crazy. That is wild. Are you going? I'm not. I'm not really that into it that I would go. Although, oh, I mean, man, I feel like that would be like all your worlds colliding, Boney and uh, your daughter and yeah. all that stuff. But, you know, George, maybe you can bring uh, your other daughter, Nick the Stick, you know? Well, Nick the Stick, I don't think he's going to get the invitation. But I, oh. I, is it is it New Year's Day, the Cotton Bowl? Is that, does that sound I right? I believe so. I can the day after. The, oh, it's second. January 2nd. Oh, it's January really? 2nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my guy, Mark Jones and RG3 are doing it. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I would go because I think the second is a Monday. And yeah. I think we come back to work on the third. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that last week of the year, I got major plans, you know. Yeah, I know. We've heard, discussed this before. Mm-hmm. You, got, you can't do anything that we want to do. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Mammoth for the week. Right. Where's Rachel today? She's at home. Not in your house? No, not here. Oh, Oh, you were ignoring us just because? Oh, Laura says you were ignoring her. What do you mean ignoring you just because? Yeah, we were talking to you during the breaks sometimes. During the breaks when you disappear, we always assume that it's Rachel's there. No, 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 (laughs) just me and Jack. Just me and the dog. Mm. (laughs) Just me and my guy. Where does Jack hang out while you're doing the show? He's literally like six or seven feet from me. He's sleeping on the couch right now. I'm surprised you can't even hear him snoring. He's so loud. Yeah, Chewy snores pretty loud, too. You know, Jack was trying to get into my room last night. Um, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Wait, wait, you, wait. I think you sleep with him. Yeah. Well, I do normally, but, but if, Rachel was over. if Rachel sleeps over, she she does not allow the dog in the bed. <laughs> you want to know why, George? Why is that? Dog one time bitter in the tuchus. Oh! She, Ryan, I was going to say something, but I won't. Me too, but <laughs> I was like, never mind. Yep, bitter right in the tuchus. Mm. He was jealous, defending his uh, territory. That's right. Yeah. He's like, wait mm-hmm. a second, this is my bed. I sleep here. Yeah, get out of my spot. My I bed, my you. man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I love it. I feel like Chewy's very territorial like that. Yeah. I can't believe this is our only show of the week. Tomorrow's Lakers, Wednesday's Lakers, Thursday's Rams, and we literally are off the air Friday's Lakers. Yeah. But Friday, just one thing, Friday, mm. I will be on the air. I'm taking over for John Ireland. I'm working with Steve Mason. It's the first time me and Mace have ever done a broadcast together. Yeah. And that's Friday from Black Gold Golf. Awesome. I'll be listening. All right. I and mean, I probably everybody... not. i got to be honest. Maybe if right. I'm in the car. Well, I hope everybody will come out and uh, and support Folds of Honor because yeah. that's a great organization. And yes, we're do raise that, a bunch of money. Do that for sure. Yeah. All right, let's do our picks against the spread because you have four minutes and 30 seconds. All right, Cappy, Raiders, Rams. Vegas Raiders on the road, six-point favorites. Rams are six-point underdogs at home. What do you got? Take the Raiders. And? I'm going to make that my four. For those that don't know, we pick five games, the game you're against the spread, the game you're most confident in against the spread, you assign it a five. The game you're least confident in, you assign it a one, and so on and so forth in between. All right, Lindsay, go. I'm going Raiders five, like always. Oh, wow. 
Okay, I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, Laura, I know where you're going. Yeah, Rams five. Rams five. I will also go with the Rams plus the six at home. They've been they were feisty this week with Wolford, um, and they were feisty against Kansas City. To be honest, I think they covered that one too. Um, I will take that, but that's my two. Jets at the Bills. Bills are nine and a half point favorites against Mike White and the Jets. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills, and that's my one. That's a big number. I'm going to take the Jets, and that's my one. Linz. I'm going to take the Bills, and that's my four. Laura. I'm going to take the Bills, and that's my four. Okay. Vikings at the Lions. The Detroit Lions, Cappy's other team. The Detroit Lions, one-point favorite at home. They've played very well at home. Um, I'm going to take – I feel – I'm going to do this just for you, Cap. It's a little tip of the cap to Cap. Okay. Lions minus the one because I feel like that's a trap game. Everybody looks at that. Oh, the Vikings are definitely going to win. Uh, Lions, and that's my five. Oh, I love Ooh, that that's call. That's a big number. Yeah. Love that call. Um, I'm a Lions fan. I'm a Dan Campbell fan. I love what they've been able to do so far this year. Remember, this was like a one and six football team, and now they're like a five and seven football team. But in this particular instance, Kevin O'Connell, Vikings, and that is my two. Okay. Laura or Lindsay, whichever. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I am also a Dan Campbell fan. I've jumped on his bandwagon because of you, Cappy, but it's only, I'm going to pick the Lions to win, but it's only my one. All right, Lauda? Vikings won. Okay. Eagles at the Giants. The Eagles are seven-point favorites on the road heading to MetLife Stadium. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover, and that's my three. Cappy? Eagles cover, and that's my three. Oh, Linz. Eagles two. Lauda? Eagles three. Okay. Uh, Dolphins at Chargers. The Dolphins are three-point road favorites at L.A., at SoFi, I'll be in the house. Cappy will not. I'm going to take the Dolphins, and that's my four. I think I only have a four left. No, no, I've got my five, five left. Yeah, well, this is perfect for you. I saved it. I've got the Dolphins, and that's my five. Big yeah. winner. Linz. I've got the Dolphins, and that's my three. Lauda. I got the Dolphins, and that's my two. Now watch the Chargers win this damn game. Oh, they're going to win they for better sure. 100% they're going to win. Now the Rams that we all better win, against though, them. on yeah. Thursday, because I'll be there. Yeah, so we all picked against win. them, so that's how it's going to work. I cannot believe it's our only show of the week. Come I mean, on, you've LeBron. said that now like 17 I mean, times. Come, come on, LeBron. LeBron. Like, on, it's LeBron. his fault. I mean, LeBron, come on, help us out, will you? It's ya? our only show of the week, but you got a show still. Yeah, you still have Friday. 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 Exactly. I'll be there Friday. Yeah. You're cheating on us. It's okay. Should I show up on Friday? It'd be great to have you. And I'll tell you this right now. What time uh, are you going to be there? I'm going to be there from 1 to 3. Okay. And, and George, look, when you are a military his family. Face, though. I know, I'm sure. He's like, what? One to three? I deal with that traffic? Then traffic driving back from Yorba Linda. But when you you are a military family and you have sacrificed for America and you've got children, I just feel strongly that the one thing we can do for our military is help their children. And so I've for years I've been doing this kind of stuff where I've raised money for scholarships for military families, kids. I feel really strongly about it. And if everybody would come out and help me, Mace, Sedano, Subaru, ESPN LA, Folds of Honor Foundation. Be great to have everybody. Uh, everyone else should go. I I may show up. You ain't coming. I'm, I'm a hard maybe. You're not coming. I'm working. Yeah, I probably not. I got to be honest. You're not coming. I mean, maybe. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. May, maybe. I, you know, it's possible. You know, I have uh, family in the area. Okay. So I mean, you know. We'll have to see. You know, the kids are in school. That's also, you know, I got to pick them up. My wife, hey, maybe, wife may be working. I have to check. Is she working on Friday? I don't even know anymore. If I wasn't doing this on Friday, I would have taken the whole week and gone and done something, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. 
Lindsay's going to Hawaii. Well, Are you really? I don't know if I'm going to go to Hawaii. But no, I'm going to no. do something. I was, I was Enjoy, going guys. to. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. She's going to go to the Chargers game. Yeah. I'm probably going to go to Vegas, to be honest. Go to the Dolphins game. <laughs> That's right. Seriously, go to the Dolphins game. Go, go, don't go to the How Chargers many, game. Like, there were a lot. There, obviously, there were a lot of Seahawks fans there this week, too. Um, do you think How many Dolphins fans, like, percentage, do you think? Um, I don't think it'll be that high because it's a long trip. And um, There's a lot of Dolphins fans around the country, though. Yeah, but I, it's not like Steeler fans or Cowboy fans or Packer fans. I'm going to say at least 60-40. Dolphins well, fans. I hope you're right. I, I, I believe so. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. All right. Great job, Cappy. Great job, Linz and Laura. We will talk to you next week. Have a great week.